with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Howard Wishart in the host chair as usual for a Tuesday. And a little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking wrestling and junior football. We're going to start off, I guess, with what you could call one of the finer arts, joined by Anna Rose Jorgensen to talk about her paintings, which are going to be up at Amanika Art Center. Good morning, Anna Rose. Good morning. It's, it's been a while since we've talked. Um, yeah, it has. It's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you are one of the artists in residence. I actually spoke last week with Corey Hardiman. Now, is this the first time the two of you have had a show together? Yeah, it's true. We, we set up um, a, a show down at the Armanica Arts. And now you're going to be working out of there, too, for a good part of the month, right? Yeah, that's the main part of it, is we wanted to work together. Yeah. So have, have you two worked together in the past, or is this going to be a new experience with you and Corey sort of being elbow-to-elbow elbow in there? It's, it's going to be a new experience <laughs> for us. We haven't worked together. I've um, We've been to each other's studios, mm-hmm. but we haven't... We haven't worked together. Okay. Now, have you ever actually worked with another artist in the same space? Um, y- yeah, I, I've done quite a bit of that at other residencies, um, but not for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you know all about how to give the other artist enough space and everything. Yeah, and there's lots of room there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, for people who may not know, describe your painting like what style do you paint in um i paint with oil paints mm-hmm. um now i used to paint with acrylics but i um switched over and it's sort of uh it's not super realistic but a little bit yep. and i i paint um mostly i'm painting the landscape and that's what the show theme is about mm-hmm. um, is, is the landscape yeah, so that works out well because Corey's doing the same thing. Now, obviously, then, you guys have different styles. We do, yep. So how would you describe your style? Because she was saying her style is she gets a picture, but then it's almost like that's more of a reference, like she's not afraid to change things as she goes. Do you try to be a little bit more realistic in terms of working from your base? Um, I I often work from a not a photograph but a mm-hmm. draw a drawing that I've made and so it's actually I'd say even less realistic <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometimes I work from photographs too yeah. so where do you get a lot of your inspiration from like I know you're out you're, you're out by Vanderhoof so you, do you just go out for like a five minute walk and come back with ten drawings um, I go out for about an hour walk and I come back with a couple drawings. <laughs> but lots of times I draw out my window. And mm. I live in a very rural place, yeah. so that's really nice. I have um, scenery all around the all around the house. And I'm guessing you can actually get, looking out the same window at different times of the year, you can get different paintings, actually, can't you? Oh, it's amazing. You can see the... Um, yeah, there, there's painters that paint have painted the same spot for years and years, and there's hundreds of different painter paintings from that spot. Now, what has the winter been like out in Vanderhoof? Like, are you able to look out your window, or is it covered with snow? Uh, nope, I can look out the window, but there is snow. Um, there's quite a lot of snow um, in the 
on the ground. So when there's that much snow on the ground, do you find, you sometimes think, okay, that's going to kind of limit me because I can only paint white with snow. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) There's lots of colors in the snow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it works just fine. Okay. There's, there's, the snow is not limiting at all. No. So now, when you're doing a painting, because you were saying a lot of times you've got the sketch that you've taken, do you set the sketch up sort of beside where you're actually doing the painting and just work from it, or do you actually work on the sketch? No, I set, I, a lot of times I hold the sketch in my one hand. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, or I have it side or somewhere on on the table or whatever <clears throat> and then I just I don't draw on the canvas first I just use paint Wow so the only drawing that you do is from the original sketch that you took on site yeah yep. so is this the technique you've always used or has this sort of evolved um, it isn't what I've always done I'm always changing mm-hmm. and who knows? It might not be what I'm doing for long, but that's what I've been doing for a couple of years now. And now, how long does it take you to do a painting then, working from the sketch? It depends on the size. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sometimes I work very large, so sort of six feet by five feet, and those paintings take very much longer. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of times I work. Um, sort of 11 by 14 or 5 by 7, wow. that kind of size. Yeah. And those paintings take maybe a week or something like that, or a few days from a sketch. Okay, now, one of my favorite questions to ask any artist, whether it's in painting or in other art, visual art or in musical, is how do you know when the work is finished? <laughs> That's, sometimes it's very hard to know when the work is finished. Um, I, I often set them aside and look at them again, and it's sort of when I can't really think of anything more to add to it than it's done. And sometimes later I come back and think it, but usually it's, it's done. Have you ever had one where you came back and looked at it a couple of days later and thought, could use something there, and then after you did it, you kind of went, no, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I do that <laughs> all the time, probably every painting. <laughs> yes, and then you can, uh, I can wipe some of it off, um, but sometimes that's how it is. Anyway, there's a lot of mistakes. It's not, I would say, uh, less than half of the paintings I get are good. They they often get just, I, I just paint over top of them because they're so horrible. And I guess one of the advantages there, because you're not working directly from nature, if you will, because as you said you've got the sketch, but then you don't necessarily stick directly to it, is that people can't say, well, that tree limb doesn't look like that on the tree that I saw. Yeah, it's it's okay. The trees all look different anyway. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it, <clears throat> that's the nice thing about landscape. It, it's not... You don't have to be totally accurate to, yeah. to the original. How often do you find yourself when you get back to the studio with your drawing saying, I like the drawing, I like what's in there, 
but the lighting that I've that I've got a sort that I sort of was working from isn't right. How easy is it to change the lighting when you're painting? I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> I that's sort of the main uh, one of the main things that I like to draw is the lighting. So the <sighs> the light and the shadows and the you know. So if that's not right in the drawing, then it's not going <laughs> to be right in the painting. And I'm not. Some people can change that around, but I'm not very good at changing that around afterwards. So. If you're thinking that the light is especially what you want from a particular thing, is that where you might be a little bit more likely to take a photo of it so you've got the lighting from the photo to work with as well? I sometimes do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it, I mean, it can show up really well in the drawing. You, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you, can, you can, if the sun is hitting a particular spot on the snow and everything else is darker that that's something that you can that i can draw now is this your first time doing an exhibit or exhibition whatever you want to call it at Amanika? um it's it isn't but mm-hmm. it's the first time that i'm doing a residency yeah. yeah i i had um an exhibition there before and i've been in some group exhibitions mm-hmm. and I've had one there from um, when I had a, a, an article in the magazine Thimbleberry okay. and then um, they put up all the all the artworks <laughs> that were in that article so now have you and Corey sat down at any point and sort of discussed like are you going to take this wall and this wall and she's going to take the other two walls or is it just going to be catch as catch can i think the second (laughs) 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 yeah it's we we came together and just um and fernanda at amanita um helped did i mean the lion's share of the work to (laughs) to hang the stuff and we yeah it it worked really easily so is all of the work up already then, or are you going to possibly be doing some of the works that you guys are going to be working on in in this month? Are some of them likely to find their way onto the walls still? Yes, that, that was what we wanted okay. originally, and then Fernanda asked us to bring some work down so that the walls wouldn't be bare for cold tap. Uh, yes. And, um, yeah, but we... We want to show people what we've been, what we do during the residency. So, mm-hmm. so all the work, or uh, uh, at least the good work <laughs> that we do there, will <laughs> go up on the walls, and we'll take some of the other ones down. That's what I was about to ask. Because I was thinking, if some of the work is already up, it sort of limits you for what sizes of paintings you can do. But you're saying you can take some of them down if you need to. Oh yeah, we'll take them down um, and just replace those. Mm-hmm the ones that are there with new ones. So when you and Corey are going to be working together in there, how often do you think you're going to be sort of looking over her shoulder and going, oops, that's starting to look a little bit too much like what I'm working on? <laughs> um, we won't, it won't be like that, no. but we will definitely look over each other's shoulders because <laughs> oh, it's very, at least for me, and I think for Corey too, uh, the process that another artist does in their work is just super interesting. It's you know the steps, how you how you handle the paint, what you um, you know where you start. All that is just really interesting to uh, it's interesting to me to see how she works. And now, now when you're working with another artist, like you will be with Corey, do you sometimes ask them? 
maybe not for tips or pointers, but if you're looking for, say, how do I get this particular color? I can't figure it out. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we. Um, I, I'm confident that both of us know how to mix any color we want. <laughs> but um, other things, for there's going to be, there's lots of times when I wish I had uh, an artist in my studio to ask mm-hmm. them, what am I going to do here? I just don't know. This isn't working. Um, you know what? What would you what would you suggest I do here in this spot? How can I? This is just. I don't know. This is boring. How could I liven it up? Or this is. This seems crooked, you know, what, or any, anything, yeah. yeah. And now you guys have got a couple of special events that you're doing there as well during the month. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's a workshop, and then um, there's a opening reception. Oh, no, a closing reception. Yeah, yeah say because the reception is on February 21st, so it's more of a closing thing, right? Yeah, because we wanted people to see the work that we did, like that's, that we do during the month. And now the it's a landscape painting workshop, which makes sense because you and Corey are both doing landscapes. Have the two of you put on a workshop before? No, no. So it'll be interesting how it works. (laughs) We've both taught before, so that's okay. But hopefully you won't contradict each other too often. Uh, Yeah, hopefully not. Or we'll just say, oh, that's how she does it. I do it this way. I do it the right way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's lots of different ways in art. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Rose, got to wrap it up here pretty quick. But thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking to us this morning about uh, your work down at Omnic Art Center. Well, thanks for inviting me, Ellen. Okay. Talk to you again okay. soon. Yep. Talk Bye-bye. to you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Give your morning a boost with some sounds from above with Songs in the Chapel Sunday mornings at 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Join me, Corey Walker, as I fill the airwaves with the sounds of heavenly gospel music. I feature a mixture of traditional country, bluegrass, southern, and black gospel, and even a little bit of worship and contemporary Christian music. An inspiring message from the Salvation Army's Heartbeat series is featured in every show. As Songs in the Chapel Sunday mornings at 9, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open six days a week in the Q3 Creative Business Hub. Stop by and check out his great assortment of books, magazines, DVDs, and collectibles. Tuesday through Friday between 10 and 2. Ron's Hole in the Wall is also open during the Q3 Community Market, Saturday from 8.30 to 2. Drop in regularly as always something different in store. Ron's Hole in the Wall now open Tuesday through Saturday in the Q3 Creative Business Hub, downtown at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy, becoming a mix of sun and cloud late this morning. Wind up to 15K, a high of minus 1, a wind chill this afternoon near minus 7. Mainly cloudy tonight, more wind, a low of minus 7. For Wednesday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries. Wind continuing, a high of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 10. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM.
Thursday's Post to Post Sports Show, Frank Peebles and I had Davey Greenlees and the Mauler from Primetime Wrestling in the studio. And before we got started on their upcoming card, I had to check with the Mauler again. So what belt is it you hold? I have the uh, heavyweight title right now. Okay. So it, now you guys have got a card coming up in, what, two weeks, basically? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Are you going to be defending the title? Uh, yes, I have uh, a scheduled tag, uh, title match against uh, Kyle Sebastian. Okay. Now, has Kyle been here before, or is this his? Okay. Uh, yes, he's been here before. Okay, I wasn't sure. You're starting to have so many different people show up. I'm starting to lose track of who's who. And you've got a few more coming in this I time. I couldn't believe the announcements that have been just rolling oh. out from you guys. You should yeah, probably run us through everything that's going on. Yeah. We've got uh, Short Sleeve Samson, yeah, who is a little person that yes. uh, has wrestled for... <laughs> Um, WWE and he's done the uh, the Little Undertaker and the, the <laughs> Mini Kurt Angle, yeah, Mini Spirit Squad, yeah. So, oh. so he's done a lot of that over the years, and uh, we're excited to that's have fantastic. him bringing him from New York. So, like, with all that experience cool. that he has, he's going to be able to like, really talk up the sport too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's just a great mentor to have in the room. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we've got... Uh, the last one just announced was uh, Andy Anderson. The who goddess under. Yeah. Gentlemen, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're talking wrestling. Yes, you are. You <laughs> mean to interrupt. Yeah. Why don't you, gra- you grab you the chair at the end? Yeah, it's going to be quick, but he'll enjoy this. <laughs> you guys remember when wrestling first started? First of all, you should introduce yourself. Yes. Daryl A. Bear. Yes. I do a show here. Uh but not a wrestling show. What's going on here, buddy? Well, where did where did professional wrestling first start? Well, I would say, would it be Greece? Let's go Winnipeg in Canada. Oh yeah, oh, okay. it's Greece or Winnipeg, one or the other. One yeah, yeah, very, <laughs> very <laughs> similar. That's where all the featuring, ideas featuring Bobby Canvas back Brown. Uh, the bulldog was in there. Roy McClarty, and a dude by the name of Young Lou Hebert, who was my dad. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Wow. And my grandma was a lady. That used to run into the ring. Grandmas every, usually are. You yeah. ran into the ring every Saturday night with the hat pin chasing somebody. <laughs> and, and then they would all get on the train and go to Winnipeg Beach. All the professional wrestlers yeah. used to have the show every Saturday night. And they'd go down to Winnipeg Beach. And my dad and all the other pro guys would stage a fight. They'd stand back and watch everybody else fighting. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so I go That's way. Cool. I yeah. go way back. So, that. are you going to uh, show up here? Or are you going to like come on? Are you going to like well, climb in and start swinging chairs? I, I got into wrestling, but, but I bet a little bit of a different form. And uh, oh. I ended. I quit wrestling in 1976 when you uh, were four wh- after after the Olympics in Montreal. Ah, okay. You were there watching. 105 and a half pounds. Oh. <laughs> Got my butt handed to me by a Romanian guy. Who was yeah. 43. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll let you guys yeah. continue. Okay. I just heard you were talking about that, yeah. so That's I had fantastic. to jump in. Okay. Yeah. The Olympics, for real. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I know there's a wrestling program here in well, Prince yeah, George. Really I've tried to get a hold of the guy to talk to him. Uh, amateur? Well, no, like, yeah. Like like high school, yeah. The, the high school stuff? Yeah. yeah. Greco-Roman you're talking about at this Pardon point. Pardon me? You're talking about Greco-Roman well, I wrestled wrestling, Greco-Roman right? in the yeah. Olympics, but yeah. either freestyle or Greco, yeah. I probably yeah. Oh, there, there's, yeah, there's a few clubs yeah. here in town. I've tried to get a hold of them through at the high school and never got a call back no, or anything. Either. So I'll leave it at that. You guys finish your show. I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, good. That's <laughs> a, a heck of a story. <laughs> yeah. The fans everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So now we're talking, I think you were just talking. Yeah, we were bringing Andy. the uh, God of Thunder, Andy Anderson, in. And he is also uh, WWE, uh, WCW. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. And he spent a ton of time in Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. And now, Ring of Honor, it, that, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a Japanese base? Uh, no, it's a, a U.S. base. Okay. Yeah. It's a, one of the, the smaller but yeah. bigger promotions there. I think, doesn't AEW own them now? I'm not sure if they I do or not, they but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you guys have got some. <clears throat> I hate to say that you got some big names, and you got some little names. Well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got some big, smaller names. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so smaller, big names. So I was just tossing that in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So short sleeve Samson, he's obviously going to be on the card. Yes. Is he wrestling another little person, or what's he going to be doing? Well, we just announced the other day that. Uh, you know, Andy Anderson. He came on came on our, our channel there and uh, started talking trash about <gasps> uh, the little people <gasps> and how he hates them. <gasps> and uh, so I thought, uh, can't let that stand. Well, no. Well, no. I apologize to everybody, and I and I called uh, Short Sleeve and I apologized to him. And he says Short Sleeve said he wanted to fight him, so we put I'd, together. I would want to if I were him. <laughs> so now, so now we've got like this giant guy and. And a little guy going, so yeah, we kind of added a few more people into okay. there. Um, one of our students is going to jump in, and then we so also brought uh, another uh, little wrestler in from uh, Alberta uh, who calls himself the Canadian Badass. Yes. And uh, he's uh, actually going to be on the same side of the tag team match as nice. Andy Anderson. Okay. Really? So, so that now, should prove interesting. That's a twist, yeah. He, he has heard the remarks that Mr. Anderson made? Yeah, he and he, and he laughed pretty heartily about uh, this matchup, so okay. it should be good. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, yeah. And I, now, you were saying the fellow who um, Short Sleeve is teaming with is John Gillespie, who is actually coming out of your guys' development center. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, this will be uh, his first live match. Wow. Yeah. So now he must he, feel like a proud papa. Yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he sort of the first of the development center people to come into the... We've actually, uh, on our VIP uh, show, which happens just prior, mm-hmm. um, we are highlighting quite a few of our students, about oh, okay. five or six of them. Yeah. And wow. they, uh, they're they going to be putting on a show. They'll be doing the pre-match so okay. shows and that. Yeah. Kind of so like the, the dark, the dark matches. matches. That's that's yeah, right. yeah, the dark matches yeah. on the WWE cards. And stuff that's like right. That. Yeah. Take a quick break and be back with the rest of the interview with Davey Greenleaf and the Mauler from Prime Time Wrestling after 9. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is taking registration for this year's National Aboriginal Hockey Team BC Selection Camp. The three-day Team BC Selection Camp is here in Prince George from April 5th through 7th with the National Championships in Grand Prairie May 6th through 12th. Registration and full details are available through the Council's website at ispark.ca. The National Aboriginal Hockey Team BC Selection Camp, April 5th through 7th, right here in Prince George. Northern Health is taking actions to continue protecting people, communities, and the health care system this respiratory season by encouraging people in the North, aged six months and older, to get their COVID-19 and influenza vaccines. Visit getvaccinated.gov.bc.ca to get registered. Invitations will then be sent by email and text message with an invitation link to book your vaccine appointment. If you need help scheduling your vaccines, call one 838 
800-268-2323. Visit northernhealth.ca for clinic information in your community. Eat healthy and fresh at Homesteader Meats, founded by Ben and Rosella Clausen in 1982. Homesteader Meats has two premium quality meat and gluten-free products, plus Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Single portions are available in most items, including pierogies and sausages, and are half-pound packages off ground beef, ground pork, stew meat, and meat pies. Everything from Erladen to Patties is at Homesteader Meats in two locations, College Heights and Park Hill Center. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now back to the end of the interview with Davey Greenlees and the Mauler from Primetime Wrestling last Thursday on Post to Post. At least one of the matches on the card I want to talk about because it's actually a couple of names that are getting fairly well known to Prince George wrestling fans. You've got our own the prospector, Wes yeah, Barker. Wes Barker, yeah. Yeah. And he's taking on the nastiest person who ever walked the face of the earth, although Andy Anderson is now making inroads on that claim. Yeah, Andy's <laughs> trying real hard yeah. to steal the title there. You might try and jump in the ring oh. unscheduled. <laughs> yes. Well, and we, we, we gave out awards at the start of the year and Vance Nevada was voted the most hated wrestler in <laughs> prime time. So how did you get the most hated wrestler? That's a great coup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really happy about that. But no. <laughs> but heard, from what heard I've his feelings a bit. Yeah, from what I've heard seen his and heard about Vance Nevada, he's probably gotten that honor a few times before. Yeah, I would think so. Now I just got to ask quickly: Is he one of those guys? Because I think we talked about this before. With Mahler, you were saying there were times where you would wrestle one night and you were the face, yes. and then the next night, you were the heel. It, it, it has happened, yeah. yes, yeah. Now, Depending Vance, on where I am and, yeah. when, and what's going on. Well, yes. and, and your opponent, too. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is Vance Nevada, is he always a heel, or is he... Uh, he is now, for okay. sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you if you would, had to fight him, you'd be the face, for sure. Everyone yeah. would, pretty yes. much. Yeah. Maybe there, there are no Everybody across Canada is figuring out Vance is a jerk, so... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even fake it now. No. <laughs> so one of your next matches is going to have to be Andy Anderson versus Vance Nevada for the title of most hated wrestler in primetime <laughs> wrestling. I, I've got a feeling uh, in the future that we might see the two of them paired up together. Whoa. A tag team yeah. of hate? Yeah. <laughs> and I, if I was going to take a wild guess, I would say there's a good chance the prospector, Wes Barker, might be on the other side with a teammate. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Assuming it works out around his schedule, because when does he leave for that... Um, August. August. Okay, yes, is uh, August in advance. They'll be out in Quebec for the uh, Jacques Rougeau yes. uh, tournament out there. Yeah, yeah. They're both. Wow. They're both on that. So, hmm. oh, he and Vance. Yeah. 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 Well, Maybe they be, should tag team. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> a Wouldn't face heel coin both? toss. Yeah. We've seen that happen before. Well, yeah. I suppose. Well, that would be so great. then they will be on this card in mid-February. Yes. Yep. And probably one more. One or two. You guys usually okay. You guys are holding them, what, every two months, basically? About that, yeah. Okay. We, we do have our, our shows in, in April, and it looks like we'll be running June for sure as well. Okay, wow. Yeah. So you get those two in, and then have to maybe work around a little bit 
Yeah, we'll take a summer break yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, and we're going to try and get in some uh, festivals and fairs around the north. Well, okay. Now, something else we've got to remind people of. These guys keep moving, and it's not because they keep destroying the facilities out every <laughs> card. Yes. They just yeah. keep growing. Because you guys are at like crazy. It's the great. Civic Center. Yes. Man. So now, what's the, what's the plan? It's February 16th and 17th. Yes. So the matches that we've already mentioned, like, is one of those matches sort of headlining each night? Like, have we got the Prospector and Vance Nevada on one night and the tag team match on the other night? Uh, well, the, my title so match will be the main event for one of them. Okay. And then I... I think not sure about the other one yet. Yeah, the tag team. It's all a little bit fluid depending on, yeah. like, we've got a couple more weeks yet to yeah. get contracts signed and yeah. get people into place. So it's uh, the the actual uh, bill for the day will be a little yeah. bit uh, last minute. Last, I, I want to know about days. your approach. Yeah. You're, you're thinking ahead. You're you're already planning. You got an opponent game plan, I, I assume. Yes, with, with Kyle and that, and I've wrestled them lots all across the oh, country. Okay. I've wrestled them on the Death Tour in Manitoba okay. and the Maritime. So yeah, I, who won the last one? Oh, <laughs> you're playing coy. You no, know exactly it, who won the last it, one. It, you never forget a win or a loss. Yeah, well, it's just been did. so many years though. That's the problem. Yeah. I, yeah. Probably 2009 was the last time I, wow. I fought him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh-huh. a long-lasting grudge. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. So you know just where to bite him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're defending your title. Yes. And I'm trying to remember now who is the other title holder. So you guys have got two titles. Uh, yes. Uh, the Northwestern champion is backstage pass Braden Goss. Okay. What yeah. A great is he name. going to be? Is he going to be? Uh, he's here as well, defending okay. his title. Yes. Okay. So the odds are, whichever night you're not defending, he will be. Yes. That's as right. He's going to be defending against uh, the Barlow Creek Butcher. Right? What? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably yeah. the creepiest guy we have in our locker room. He's like, he really makes the room uncomfortable. Well, I'm <laughs> the editor of the Quinell Observer, and, and I've been waiting for an opportunity to write about you guys. Oh, well. Here you go. Now I and got him. And we yeah. also have a fellow out Creek. of um, That's Quinell. Quinell. Yes. The, the Rebel Knoxville's coming. Rebel out. Knoxville. He's from Quinell as well. He'll be <laughs> wrestling. Hook me up, boys. <laughs> yeah. Hometown hero, that one. Yeah. Nowhere near as creepy. So, <laughs> yet, so it's we'll time have to grow. Probably one title match on each night. At least, and if for I sure. was going to be guessing, um, the Prospector Vance Nevada match will be one night, and the tag team match will be the other night. So again, you split the two, you split the main matches up. Well, I think they're all main matches, really. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it's it's all starting to blur a little bit. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Trying yeah. to remember which is on which night, and yeah, yeah. and trying to remember which ones are actually scheduled for April. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, as someone who sat with a group of friends for a couple of hours watching uh, the boxing undercards, uh, waiting for the Holyfield Tyson fight. Yeah. Well, there are you, sometimes that top match is not the top match of the no. night. Yeah. In the yeah. end, oh, no. Right. So, yeah, you got to be there for all of it. You got to watch the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and you know something else that we should actually yes. throw in? We also announced uh, our charity, as, as right. you know, yes. each, week, each, time each of our shows is a fundraiser. Yeah. And, and proceeds from the show go to a local charity, and we make sure that the funds that are donated stay within our community. I keep applying. I and haven't been accepted yet. <laughs> you need that charity number. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we announced that it's the this one will be the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. Oh, perfect. So, perfect. Yeah. So we're Absolutely. excited about that. So many great things that they do with that. They'll appreciate it very yeah, much. Yeah, it, it's great because once I'm done with Cal Sebastian, he'll be able to write his own. Absolutely. You're, you're going to need it. Are you it. listening, Kyle? <laughs> We'll, we'll tuck the money in your uh, in your 
trunks as, as you <laughs> head up in the uh, ambulance. That seems a little weird. <laughs> just, just, saying. just saying. That's him. He's yeah. an editor. We accept that. Sometimes. So now you think that's weird, Davy? Yeah, you want to go? You want to go? I've got February sixteenth, February sixteenth and seventeenth. What time does it start each night? The regular bell starts at seven o'clock. We start our shows seven o'clock. Okay, sharp, sharp. We don't play around. If no. you're not in the door, well, it sucks to be you. Yeah, <laughs> you might miss the best match of the night. It's true. Right. You never know. Yes. Okay. The fans get to vote on. Uh, I know in boxing that this happens. Uh, the fight of the night. Mm-hmm. There's always a. Sometimes there's a panel that decides. Sometimes it's an audience vote. But that's always a fun interaction <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah. Quite often night. they'll go on the Facebook page and, and they'll yes. comment and yes. they'll say what they like the most. And yeah, yeah. Well, there's prizes involved. Yeah. <laughs> no. For me, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and now the other question that everybody in Prince George always needs to ask before they commit to going to any sort of event: Is there a concession? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Well, and and because we've moved into the the civic center, yeah. we've got the civic center concession mm-hmm. going to be running for us, and also um, they they've got a beer garden going to be running Ooh. for us also. Oh, right, yeah. because they can do that. Yes, yes they're licensed. So. Yeah, their food is like their whole system is just yeah. perfect. So yeah, what a great bonus to be in that building. Okay, nice and smooth. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Davy Greenlee's The Mauler. Are tickets on sale yet? I'm guessing they are because it's only released. Where can people get tickets? At uh, Scrapbook Zone on 18th Avenue. And they are actually moving very quick. I can imagine. Yeah, the VIP tickets are almost Almost gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, that's even the bigger venue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and more, yeah, we've added yeah. more seats and more numbers. And You guys are going to be in CN Center before you know it. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> David Greenlees and the Mauler from Primetime Wrestling talk about plans for their upcoming show, February 16th and 17th, as well as maybe a little bit of a look at the future. We'll be back with more after 9. Golden Age Socials are back for another season. Once a month through March, the City of Prince George and your Council of Seniors and a host organization provide tea, coffee, snacks, table prizes, and decorations at the Civic Centre for those 50 and older to enjoy an afternoon out of social interaction with other seniors. It's a great break for your well-being and mental health. The next Golden Age Social from your Prince George Council of Seniors and the City of Prince George is 2 o'clock Monday, February 12th at the Civic Centre. This year's Cold Snap Winter Music Festival is bigger and better than ever. Don't miss the Cold Snap Rap Party featuring Coastal Drifters and Elijah Quinn Saturday at the Legion starting at 10.30. It's your chance to celebrate another great Cold Snap Festival and stay up late with a Cold Snap Late Night Show new this year. Check out the full schedule and get your tickets at coldsnapfestival.com for Cold Snap Winter Music Festival, February 2nd to 10th around Prince George. Your Prince George Public Library and Seniors First BC are hosting a free advanced planning drop-in information session on February 22nd. Advanced planning can help ensure your wishes are respected if you become incapacitated or when you pass away. Presented by a Seniors First BC staff lawyer, be on hand to learn about the tools that can help plan for the future. That's an advanced planning information session from Seniors First BC, Thursday, February 22nd, from 1.30 to 2.30 at your Prince George Public Library. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy, becoming a mix of sun and cloud late this morning. Wind up to 15K, a high of minus 1, a wind chill this afternoon near minus 7. Mainly cloudy tonight, more wind, a low of minus 7. For Wednesday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries. Wind continuing, a high of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 10. 
Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. On Thursday's Post to Post Sports Show, Frank Peebles and I had the chance to chat with Jamie Borum, the head coach of the Prince George Kodiaks junior football team, about a new program they've just got up and running. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting uh, right now just with uh, growing football and um, like we aren't just the Kodiaks, right? No. We're more than just a junior football team and uh, being able to grow football not only in Prince George but neighboring communities and yeah, hopefully further. Yeah. So you guys have got the Northern Flag Football League, as I say, the NFFL, which makes it louder than Not the an NFL. accident. Yep. Yes. And let me tell you, in many ways, I think, brace yourselves, this might sound like blasphemy, I think flag football is the better of the sport versions in some ways. In some ways. Because yeah. of the athleticism. Yeah, you're, you're, you're putting Jamie on the spot here because no. he coaches the Kodiaks, but he's also going to be talking about flag football. No, you There's want a place for both, right? Yes. But I love, just as, a, as, a, as a, an athlete who grew up playing every sport under the sun, I love flag football. And anyone who's played it will agree with me. No one walked away from a flag football game and went, well, that sucked. I'm indifferent to that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Like, there's five people on, the, on your team on the field, yeah. though, so 5v5. So lots more touches for lots more kids, mm-hmm. smaller teams. So it, it's exciting. It's fast. It's fun. It's all about the running yeah. game yeah. and yeah. tactics, right? You've got to know what – it's not just a, a plan, right? You can't no. just go out there and try and bull your way through. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's kids, right? So yeah. d- developing them, teaching them not only skills but some system stuff that, that can work. And uh, you know what? But just keep it fun for the kids so they can come back and have some more positive experiences. Yeah. So now what ages are you looking at? As many as possible. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to start with uh, like kindergarten to He was to looking at 12. me. I, I'm yeah. the old part of it. Okay. Yes, you, you soon will be. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, de- we're definitely going to look to see if we can a- expand into some a form of an adult league in the community. Ah, right. uh, okay. They play this in Quinell too, hey, yes. at the indoor yeah. sports facility there. Is, is any chance of a little co-pro going on there? Yeah, so we, we're connected with people in Quinell. Uh, okay. Just got connected with some people in Terrace. And last oh, night nice. last night was uh, someone that I from my past, uh, but in Dawson Creek. So oh, uh, trip. really trip. cool. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so this is so you were saying basically then start at kindergarten, hopefully, and just go up. Like, would you be looking to start with then basically school age, like up to say seventeen, eighteen year olds? Yeah, up to grade twelve. It yeah. just it's just another opportunity to play. Um, yeah. But then like you can create relationships and, oh, yeah. and 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 build from that in the community instead of all this like high school rivalry. Awesome, yes. just fantastic. But yeah. outside of of the game, like you got to learn how to be that and 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 be different and and grow from these yeah. experiences. And flag is a great fun way, gets people involved. It's a great way for parents uh, to volunteer to start learning the game because yeah. there's no pressure. It's no. it's pretty easy, right? We go off of basically flashcards, yeah. and you can show a kid some plays, and then they execute the plays or try to, yeah. and we see how <laughs> things go. But um, it's been neat to see the development and evolution of over the last like. 12 months uh, since I've been here and we had a, a very fun spring uh, Northern Flag Championship mm. last year right. and from there there's just been some discussions with NFL Flag Canada um, and it's been just fantastic. It kind of removes the injury element out of it too because a lot of parents don't want their kids involved in football and yeah. hockey and lacrosse right? there's certain sports where th- there's a reticence just because of the, the high physicality of it all 
and this one, like you, this is a way to to introduce or or just have a full relationship with football that doesn't involve having to you know gear up the same way and, and slam. Yeah, being a low barrier um, like version of football, there's cost yeah. in right? too. Oh, yeah. Right, we, we, we don't we don't yeah. have a whole lot of equipment. It's it's flags. It's I don't know. It's almost like soccer in that argument. Right? It is. Yeah. You can yeah. throw the ball out and say, "Go here, have some fun." Yeah. Where in tackle football, there's a whole bunch oh. more lead up and, yeah. and safety stuff. So like it, it does take it does take the word injury like out of it, but mostly it takes away you that. Get, and let's be clear. Yeah, you can get injured. You know, walking, yeah. playing darts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being it can be awful. You, you've <laughs> seen me play darts, haven't you? <laughs> yes, anything can be injur- injurious, yeah. but you want to be active, and this is such an active thing. It's just it's running and running and running. And yeah, the, and other, it, the other it, good thing about it, it's co-ed if you want it to be. It is. It's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. co-ed. It's like there's boys, girls, teams. There's like yeah. co-ed. Te- like it's, it's just it's a great way to build culture, community, and, and football. Wow. Yep, so I remember... <clears throat> Uh, I'm more years ago. Than I hate to say, I actually vol- I actually was the assistant coach on a flag football team, and it was a co-ed team. And two of the three best players were the two girls on the team, because they were just quick and athletic. Like a couple of the guys, I think, had said, "Oh, it's football. We go. I'm big. I'll be good." Nope. They would they would get the ball and start to go and put their flag's gone, and they don't they didn't even see who got it. Yeah, size doesn't matter in no. this one. We we had a few little uh, young guys, just d- oh. turbos, and uh, <laughs> you see them. Run, they run laps around the field, yeah. and so and it's fun to watch. And the parents loved it. And like we had over two hundred people at the Northern Flag Championship last year, and we're just looking forward to see how big this can actually grow. Yeah. So now, when are you figuring on starting the season? Like, I mean, we look at the weather right now. By golly, you could start tomorrow. You can start the out <laughs> the, the the padded football season tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's, but uh, so April uh, okay. depends on when city opens our the fields up. Mm, so that's yeah. a big one. In our baseball world, we're looking at like this might be a record if all things go <laughs> as they are. This could be a record-setting year for all the outdoor sports. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. No, <laughs> probably not. We're going to get six feet of snow like yeah. day after tomorrow or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> middle of April, and we'll start with like a two-week like mm-hmm. combine skills, grow right. grow coaches, grow players, mm-hmm. give them give them the startup stuff. And then we'll get going in May. Um, there's a there's a travel tournament we'll go to in oh. Kelowna, and then we'll be back at the end of June to wrap everything up with the championship. So now the two week combine will also give you and the rest of the coaches a chance to assess the players and try to get the teams. So if you've got more than one team in an age division, try to get the teams fairly evenly balanced. Yeah, it's it's nice to have equity amongst yeah. uh, the teams that are going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides a better experience. Uh, at, at the championship, yeah, that's that's fun too. But yeah. uh, this is about growing. It's about learning. It's getting kids on the field, giving them a positive experience, and get, getting your butt spanked isn't uh, <laughs> isn't the most fun. No. Uh, so a good learning experience it can be. But, but no, we're just looking to have fun with this and and grow football, get more kids playing football. And if we do that when they're young, in a, in a non contact form, then mm-hmm. you know having that positive experience is hopefully they look to play tackle. And uh, what kind of dovetailing goes on between the flag and the uh, padded? Can you play both and not have scheduling conflicts? You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So the nice thing about us is like we're the Prince George Kodiaks. Yeah, we have a yeah. junior football team, but this is like bottom to top right grassroots to mm-hmm. as high as we can get our our players to go so we don't conflict our programs with other with our programs yeah. and we try and be 
conscious of other programs. And I was going to say the school program well. is really what uh, I'm thinking about because yeah, yours yeah. is junior. Most kids aren't going to be playing. Uh, some will, but not the by and large kids are going to make the Kodiaks necessarily. But yeah. they still want to be involved, and they're on their high school teams and things like that. So, yeah, are you going to like look at the scheduling around that and make yeah, sure? Yeah, we that we're just trying to involve the community, talk to other football people at the schools. Um, we look at basketball stuff and soccer things, mm-hmm. and we just try and be be conscious of what we're what we're trying to provide and give people the opportunity. And um, yeah, just it, it's going to be great, and we're, we're going to involve our players and our coaches mm-hmm. as you know. I don't know. They might be coaches. They might just be show up on the day and, and run a receiver skills camp type thing. Okay. Um, but it's a great way for our guys to get involved in the community. Um, great way for the community to see us involved with the youth. Uh, th- this is just going to be fun. Yeah. The other thing I know about flag football, and I, I'm assuming this hasn't probably changed in the <coughs> years since I was a coach, um, you don't need anywhere near as many officials on the field either. I think we no. usually had two officials. Technically, you can do this without officials. Yeah, I, I was going to say, right. I, we yeah. were the officials when we played. Yeah, yeah. So, like, hey, it, don't it do that. No, uh. All right. You can start a fight on the field. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's nice. Like, most of the times, our players will step in and they'll be, they'll be refereeing the games. Okay. And that's yeah. nice because uh, they're half cheerleader, half ref, mm-hmm. uh, and they love being around that stuff. So, it's great. Jamie Borum with the Prince George Kodiaks junior football team will be back with the rest of that interview. After nine, learn or improve your wood turning skills this year with the Prince George Turning Guild. Learn spindle turning, face plate and bowl turning, and tool sharpening with demonstrations and hands on sessions by local Turning Guild members. Contact Tim for more information or to express your interest by emailing timpower6 at gmail.com. That's the Prince George Wood Turning Guild with demonstration and hands on sessions on through March. Email timpower6 at gmail.com. The Prince George RCMP is asking for your help in finding 28-year-old Brittany Jean Schramm. Brittany has not been seen by family since early December and is described as an Indigenous female, 5 foot 7, 150 pounds, with brown eyes and long black hair. She was last seen wearing dark snow pants, a green winter jacket, and a pink headband. If you know the whereabouts of Brittany Schramm, please call the RCMP at 250-561-3300. Miracle Theatre's next show is A Comedy of Tenors by Ken Ludwig, starting March 13th. Shows are Tuesday through Saturday at 7.30, with Saturday and Sunday matinees at 2. Tickets are just thirty-seven fifty. available at Books & Company, or order by phone at 250-563-6637. Written by Tony Award-winning playwright Ken Ludwig, A Comedy of Tenors is a comedic treasure not to be missed. A Comedy of Tenors by Ken Ludwig, starting March 13th at Artspace, a Miracle Theatre presentation. Learn about dementia from anywhere by participating in the Alzheimer's Society of BC's live Wednesday webinars. Find out about community supports and how to address challenges accessing them tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 3.30. Registration and more details are available through the webinars section at alzbc.org. For caregivers and people living with dementia, accessing dementia services and support 2 to 3.30 tomorrow afternoon from the Alzheimer's Society of BC through alzbc.org. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now the second half of the interview with Jamie Borm from the Prince George Kodiaks Junior Football Club from last Thursday's Post to Post show. Right on. And uh, sir, did we talk about cost? Did I miss that part? 
No. No. Is, is there no. a cost at all? Yeah. Yeah. There's cost. There's got to be some. Um, yeah. yeah. We have registration, um, and then part of the registration is every player that registers gets an NFL uh, flag football jersey. Wow. So. If your team's the 49ers, go Niners, Super Bowl next weekend, let's go. Um, <laughs> I wonder who he's cheering yeah. for. Um, go Joe Montana. Yeah, and that, that, that's a big reason why. So. Me too. I, <laughs> yeah. I still like the 49ers, because, not exclusively, but I, no. it's Joe Montana that got me involved in in uh, loving the 49ers. Yeah, so um, we're going to, this will be a like a t- 10 to 12 week program. It'll be it's two hundred twenty five dollars for the entire thing, and you come out with it with uh, your NFL flag football jersey and a whole bunch of positive experiences and mm-hmm. and just uh, being around football. And just getting back to the officials for a second, let's say the thing that I remember, as I say, when I was a coach, was the one thing that the officials had to keep an eye open for was the kid who, when he had the ball, would accidentally drop his hand down over his flag when somebody was lunging for it. Yeah, flag guarding, it's a thing. Yes. So um, That's what teeth are for. <laughs> <laughs> Bite him! No, no. no. <laughs> that's for the wrestling that's coming up in the next segment. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so, the, so you're figuring then mid-April, where is the or where is the training part, if you will, the combine? Are you? Is yeah, well, everything's going to run out of PGSS grass field. Okay, it's it's nice and central to Prince yes. George, um, and then with the other communities, we're going to like if they have enough teams, uh, they'll be able to play like one weekend there, one weekend in Prince mm-hmm. George, and then we're going to set up jamborees um, at, at our other um, yeah. cities that are participating. Last yeah. year, we were at In Smithers for a, mm-hmm. for a jamboree, and then we had the Northern Championship in Prince George. So, um, yeah, if, if we got some people playing, we're looking to to come visit them and, and be a part of it there, too. I know in Quinnell, it's an indoor facility. It's somewhat comparable to UMBC's indoor facility, yeah. Northern Sports Center. Any any chance of getting involved in the Northern Sports Center's ice or ice times, ice. <laughs> field times as this grows and develops, and then you do it right through winter? Yeah, we can. They're so overpacked and overbooked. They are super things, booked. So they are. We're actually very lucky. We need to build uh, another one. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic. It, we really do. I'm actually. I, I know being a field facetious. in heart that uh, could take a dome structure over top huh? of it. Yeah, really. The one they took away from That's baseball. Good right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you guys got a lovely new park up there now. Volunteer park. New? That was built in 1996. Yeah, that's new. And <laughs> I'm new to here. It looks new to me. And we had four fields where that park is. And somehow, despite our protests, it got bulldozed, even though we needed new parks. <laughs> Interesting. Funny. Yeah. But the city was comprised of different people back then. They really were. Another question some people might have is, I'm guessing kindergarten kids are not going to be playing on a full-size football field. Come on. No, none, <laughs> n- none of the stuff is full-size. Okay. It's... Uh, I think they're 25 yards wide and 60 yards total long. So they, you play in two halves. Right. Um, it's 25 and 25 and then 10-yard end zones. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, like the it's hockey great. thing, it's, right? In hockey, yeah, they figured yeah. out that playing full ice was a really bad idea to develop a very small child. Yeah, yeah turn it sideways and you get three, four games across a field. It's oh, like awesome it's exciting, right? Yeah. There's tons of people around and that creates some buzz and it's it's so much fun. And fitness, right? This is, in the end, about fitness, and that's what you want. Move, 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 move. Yep. Now, with the teams, because you were saying it's five on five, and again, I'm going back, like, years. Um, when they when our team played, everybody was an eligible receiver. Is that still true? Yeah. It, it, all, all the same, I think. That lets you have all kinds of fun drawing up plays. Yeah. I, like, when I used to – I coached a couple teams back uh, – oh. 
long time ago. Robert Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Less lump wolf yeah. than his. Yeah. 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 No, that or part mine. back. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. We had co-ed team. Uh, yeah. We won that. We won provincials. We went to nationals. Super great experiences. Yeah. Uh, the kids were part of a Grey Cup uh, parade at the time. So great. just super, super fun. Yeah. Uh, great memories um, that, that these kids uh, still have. And so now, what, because we were talking earlier about setting up the teams to try to keep them even, I'm guessing if you've got two kids from the same family, though, wherever possible, you'll try to have them on the same team just to make it easier on the family. Yeah, part yeah. of registration, it's the, it's like the buddy rule, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to rely on this parent or they're going to take turns driving. So yeah. it makes sense that they're playing together and on the same team. And uh, everything ends up rinsing out and washing out and mm-hmm. it'll be great. And, and we're just trying to create more experiences for people playing football. So you were saying the coaches a lot of times were using flashcards. I'm assuming that's for like the little kids. By the time they no, all the no, way up. <laughs> the co- coaches will be on the field. They'll have a, a laminated card sheet. They'll point at play one. It's yeah. you run play one. Okay. You point at play two. You run play <laughs> two. It's uh, it, it, it's it's almost one on one football for dummies kind of stuff. Uh, and and so that no experience necessary for players or coaches. Yeah. Just make sure you've got the laminated sheet facing your team and not the other team. Ah, too <laughs> small. The, pr- the print's too small. Okay. <laughs> right. Another point, I guess, uh, just as a parent of, of uh, very active athletic mm. kids, this is great for cross-athleticism. Right? You don't have to give up a main sport to play flag football. This is just, and it's helpful. It doesn't matter what. You can be a swimmer. You can be a skier. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Flag football is going to have some benefits for you. Yeah, it's almost like basketball on the football field. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's like you got a combination of like ultimate. Ultimate's a great little sport um, that is you know has transference to a whole That's bunch a of great other analogy. sports. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we, su- we support um, multi sport athletes. And that's why we're... Everyone should. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the, the, the subliminal thought in my head is every kid, and mine, I've had to you know, have this discussion with them, and they've had it with me too. It, you can't just focus on one sport and train, train, train all the time for that one sport. You, and no sport body would agree or would disagree with that, right? Like Hockey Canada puts out statements saying... For goodness sake, in the off season, go play something else. Yeah, right? to get scientific and on the literature side of things, if you really want to, there is a ton of oh. things that you can find online. Uh, I have three that I send randomly send parents or <laughs> you know urge parents to, here take a read at this. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the 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 skill transference under the age of eighteen uh, between sports is dramatic, and the more um, exposure you can give your your athletes to different opportunities. Uh, the, the better athlete they can become. Yeah, and this one, and like Ultimate, like you were saying, this one is really useful yeah. for all athletes to, to pick up and just go and have a, 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 just go dig into for a while and have some laughs and, and <laughs> you know, go to bed early yeah. and tired. Yes. And, and yeah. uh, the body's been worked out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And just the, the football and fun aspect of it, uh, I think the NFL, the NFL All-Star stuff, Happen starts tonight with some all star things. So, yeah. Um, and then the Pro Bowl or events are on the weekend, uh, and, and they involve flag football into, into oh, yeah. their events too. So it, it's really neat in terms of what NFL is doing with it. It's neat in terms of the Olympics has uh, announced in the 2028. I was shocked LA by Olympics. that, yeah. but, but so happy. I yeah. mean, it, what a perfect Olympic sport. It's perfect. It, it really is, right? And the, like, there's you no pros. You don't have to have these giant stadiums, right? I'm just thinking if you're a host country trying to host an Olympics, 
and football was on the menu, you couldn't do it. Like, it's hard enough baseball, getting baseball or cricket. That's one of the reasons cricket's never on the Olympic menu because mm-hmm. oh. these giant stadiums with these enormous rosters and flag football, it's like rugby sevens, right? Just You can play you it. Knock yourself out. Any country can do this. Yeah, like be, being prepared to play, like, tackle football more than one game a week, that, that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's why it, there's only one game a week uh, for teams. So, um yeah, flag football turns out to be great in terms of that. It's okay. fun. Okay, so Jamie, I think you were saying registration is already underway. Yes. How do people register? Well, maybe not people, but how do people get their kids registered? So there's <laughs> links on our Instagram page, Facebook okay. page, and CodyXFootball.PowerUpSports.com um, is our registration website for everything CodyX. Jamie Borum there from the Prince George Kodiaks Junior Football Club talking about the flag football league they've got started up now. That'll about wrap it up for me, Alan Wishart. Today's show, I'd like to thank Anna Rose Georgeson, artist, of course, uh, with the Almanica Art Center, as well as Davey Greenlees and the Mauler from Primetime Wrestling for being on the show. Darren Guess and Reg Fair in tomorrow, After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith.